welcome to Oaken Bros. This is Eric. And I'm Michael, and we have... Oh, other way. We have... Introduce yourself, woman. Um, Mama Mama uh, Oaken. Mama Oaken. I was introducing myself as my uh, pen name. It's Phyllis Oaken. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carol. I have to keep my radio shows uh, separate for the books and for uh, as your mom. So it's been interesting times. I mean, I think everybody is just in, nobody knows what they're doing. If, if you think that, like if, like, if you think you have this time figured out, if you're in the travel business, I mean, even like, you know, if you're in one of those industries where you're, where you're doing well because of COVID, I mean, you can't say you know what you're doing, right? I think we're all kind of making, it, it reminds me, a lot of what we're doing now reminds me of the early days when dad and I started the business. And, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing back then. Because I wasn't a business person. I mean, my father was a merchant, but uh, he, he owned a store. So going into the limo field was totally new for me. And, of course, I was a teacher. And Daddy had no background in that either. So we kind of we used to joke about it that we were making it up as we went along. I feel like we're in that same thing. We just don't know. Every morning, the first thing I reach for is you know, the Google News to see what new information is out there and how is it going to affect us getting back to normal and um it's been really i don't want to say depressing because i don't get depressed but it's been really um it's been trying it's It's, yeah it's it's been it's been trying because you just don't like we had a busier day yesterday and and it's still down hundreds and hundreds and rides but like um you don't like, is it going to happen again today? Are we going to, are we going to have the the trend continuing upward, you know? And like just that uncertainty is so um, it's scary. The big thing for me is that I had to change in order not to get depressed. I had to change my expectation level. Like I started out here thinking we were just going to two weeks, we were going to get right back and life was good. And then I brought it a little lower and then each, each week, I mean, I went for a blood test yesterday, and um, you know, it was it was great. They were clean. They kept us six feet apart. Everybody wore masks. Everybody understands their responsibility to the next guy. It's not even about yourself. It's like you have an obligation to the next guy. And um, and when the tech was taking my blood, she said, "Well, her routine really hasn't changed, but what she's realized is, welcome to our new normal. We are not going to be able to go back to the way we were, like." No. It's kind of like when I lost your father. It was like life changed, and there was no going back. Yeah, there's no there's no coasting right now. Right. There's yeah, almost yeah, like a well. So I want you know. I mean, certainty. Like Anthony Robbins has this great quote that like people want certainty, but that's not life. No. And if you if you want to say like we Eric and I we felt really comfortable going in this trajectory for the last two years. We thought we were invisible. Nothing can touch us. And I know we're just a microcosm of the rest of businesses around the world. But, you know, we thought that, you know, uh, I look at this as opportunity. I don't look at this as a setback for us. You yeah, know, no. I look I, I look at this that we, um, Eric and I always want to start a company and reinvent ourselves. And yes, you and dad gave us that diving board to to spring off of. But I look at this as a great master reset. And, I, you know, I'm certain, listen, I do believe... <laughs> I do believe things are going to get worse. I mean, we we all believe that that things are not they're going to get worse before they're going to get better. Um, but I do believe that 
certainty, uncertainty is what's going to keep us moving forward. That you don't know what it is, so you can't coast. You can't sit and say, oh, tomorrow it's going to be better. I'll start doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow's never going to come because tomorrow shit could hit the fan again mm -hmm. and it's going to get 10 times worse. Right. And then and then you're already two days behind with more mountains to climb. So I look at this. I don't like what's happening. I feel terrible for all the families that lost people due to COVID and the businesses that are suffering and the economy is just in the absolute doldrums. But I look at this is that um, what is not going to kill us is only going to make us stronger. And, no. you know, tr the travel industry is forever changed. I don't know how people can get back on an airplane it, three per row, right? I mean, they just canceled the Geneva Auto Show, and that was in 2021. You wow. know, they just, they yeah, they closed down Broadway. What month was that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Broadway's know. closed they, till twenty twenty. Yeah, they they closed Broadway till twenty twenty one. You know, no, we, we had we had some Broadway shows as accounts. Right. You know, then you realize, oh, that's not coming back until January, and then you know, like, it's the the hits keep coming. But like Michael said, I could not agree more. You have to use this. You have to use it to drive you to drive yourself forward. Doesn't mean you can't be scared. Doesn't mean you can't be unsure of yourself, because we're all in uncharted waters here. But we have to continue just to. You know, there are two ways. There are two ways to look at a crisis. You could either be a victim, mm -hmm. or you could be a leader. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be a victim, you, you're you're never going to move forward in life. Life is always going to happen to you. Listen, this goes back to Wallace Waddles. Wallace Waddles says no government can keep you down. No, mm -hmm. no recession, no depression, nothing can keep you down. Only you can keep yourself down with your thoughts. Well, I want to ask a question. We've all driven to new places, right? You've all taken that ride to a place that you didn't know where you were going. How come the ride there always feels longer? I know. That's amazing. Right? It's, the God's on, it's the God's honest It's been truth. like that. Yeah. It's been like you go, that. You're going, forever. and it's taking for when am I going to get there? You know, when's the end? So you think, think psychological. Hold on. Do you, so do you think that the ride down from this is going to be like going on a sled? You know what I, I mean? think that once it turns that corner, however that corner, I mean, listen to me, as much as there are setbacks and, and I feel horrible that there's been resurgence of the virus, but you know what, unless people are going to take responsibility and, and go into this new normal, you know, take responsibility by not by social distancing and keeping it up. Listen, it's lonely. It's not great. It's, I miss things too, but you have to accept that, um, you have to be disciplined. You have to wear a mask when you go out. You have to, you know, wash your hands frequently. You I have don't. I mean, this. I, this isn't a political show. I don't understand how wearing a mask is political. I, I don't understand where that came from. Yeah, I because agree. like what you're not going to wear your seatbelt too. I guess it is up to the person in the car. Fine, don't wear your seatbelt. But to wearing a mask, wearing a seatbelt, stopping at a stopping at a red light, it's all the same thing. And like, you know, it's for everybody's protection. And I just, I can't understand how it's been politicized. People, people, Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers of all time, Floyd Money Mayweather said there's two things that make the world go around. It's money and controversy. And if there's not going to be controversy with what's happening right now, eh, no one's going no to be interested. No one's going to be, their eyes are going to be glued to the TV or the internet. I'm on a news fast. I don't watch the news. I'm mm -hmm. three months in. Um, you know, I'll check my social media every now and then, but otherwise I don't watch the news. I'm making these lists on LinkedIn that are just top 10 lists that have 
nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with recessions or depressions or politics. Everything is about what are your top 10 favorite movies of all time? What, what are your top correct people? Yes. Yes. I'm, yes. Which is yes. what we do when you have a sick friend, you go to the hospital and you detract, you, you uh, distract them from their pain. That's exactly right. And, and, and I'm trying to do that on LinkedIn where I'm trying to show people that look, yes, we're in, everyone's in the same boat, except like Amazon, and the grocery stores, right? Amazon, Apple, and the grocery stores are not in the same boat as us. The toilet paper, man. Let's not. There's, right. Listen, there's yeah. there's a lot of companies benefit benefiting from this. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that pivoted and created new businesses out of this. I mean, you know, right. think about the companies yes. that were disinfecting before this. You know, or the people that were that are able to source masks successfully and stuff like that. You know, that's that's been amazing. But right. um, it's shifted. It's a shift. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that I, I think what's frightening, what you know, I'm anticipating is that turn when we turn around where I'm at worried is what's going to happen at, because we didn't have that V and we didn't have that, we, that bounce. Like we right now looking like a, a W. It's, it's a U. It's looking like, no, it's, it's looking like a W. It went, there's no, talking, there's no, there was no up yet. There's no, no up yet. It's, a, it's flat. And the it's thing is, though. yeah. The thing that frightens New York or, or America or the, the globe. world, the world. What worries me is what's going to happen to all those people if there are no new jobs back. Like in other words, the government's going to extend. The government's going to extend unemployment. They're going to have to. Yeah, but that's not good because people aren't going to go no. back to work. It's. But Michael, what there's no work to come back to. How yeah. many? You know, look at the restaurants. How many people does the restaurant industry employ? How many? How many people? You know, the, the tourism. All that stuff that is not coming back anytime soon. What are they going to do? The Let them starve? What happened to the food trucks that used to be on every corner in Manhattan? Not to many. There are big cities like I don't know Austin. ice cream. The ice cream man. Yeah, you know who's buying ice cream from an ice cream truck, and you know Carvel. Who's going into Carvel and getting those you know cones with the guys? You know who's doing that now? And and the thing is. What's going to happen to all those people who found employment there? Either there's going to be a great shift that there's going to be, you know, they're going to have to be retrained and go into new fields. Like in 2008, a lot of people just pulled back and retrained. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm still on that car ride going there. We haven't hit the, the end of this journey yet. We so. are unfortunately, and this is no knock against the news, but we are at the media's mercy. If the media decides to report that things are getting better, people are going to start exploring. Hard no. I disagree with you. Hold on. Let me finish. Hold let, on, Michael. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. The problem is the if the media downplays it, this is the big problem. People don't have the discipline to A lot of this stuff could have been avoidable had people kept their social distance. If the kids hadn't gone out to spring break, if those things hadn't happened, they brought it back. And this is a big problem. Maybe everybody has to take responsibility from the media. I understand that there's a difference between panic media and reporting what people should do. But the problem is it was not dispersed enough for people to know, man, I shouldn't be doing this. I, I should, why did we close the office? You don't we want anyone getting sick. You didn't want we anyone didn't getting sick. We didn't want any of our people to get sick. We didn't want to be guilty of spreading the virus to other people for them to bring it home and how much have we invested you know in, in uh, time time money you know the whole nine 
Right. Money that let's say we didn't even have, but we put it into, we took our own personal funds and put it into the business. All right, mom. All right, mom. You are the leader of the free world. What do you do today? Right now? You're the president of the United States. Set an example. Uh, Do what? What do you do? Set an example, go out with a face mask and say to people, it doesn't hurt. I'm, I'm not restricting my liberty. I am protecting you. It's not so much about protecting yourself. Why did we put in all that protective gear? It was to protect the drivers. It was to protect protect everybody involved. And the passengers. It wasn't just about, you know, the problem is it's not just about money. We have, where is the responsibility to each other as humans? This is what I want to say. How can people not say, oh my God, by my carelessness, I'm going to affect my friend who has an elderly parent. Or, or a, you know, or a buddy or a husband with, with diabetes or whatever. We have a responsibility to each other to take care of each other. What happened to taking care of each other? It's not in this day and age. It's, this is the me, me, me movement. I, that's you know? really what it's, it's all about. And, it, and the fish stinks from the head. 100%. Because if people would see the example, they would all follow it. Listen, I, listen it, w- it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that uh, th- all the young people are getting COVID now. Why? Because they were at the protests. Right. Why were they pr- the protests? They were protesting that something was, you know, that was wrong, that what happened was wrong. Um, but they took the chance that they weren't going to get sick, and some did. And that's why I believe there's a resurgence. I think that bars and nightclubs are a part of it. I don't think it's the only thing because of it. Um, I think it's everything. I think it's all collective. Um, you know, I, again, I, I said this before. I said this three months ago. I don't see how we're going to get out of this. I don't. I don't. Yeah, unless it's, it's just it's just going to take time. Everybody's going to have to take a lot. Everyone's going to take on a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just it's just going to take time. And and it's it's never going to be the same again. There there in modern history, there's never been a shift like this in consciousness, in economy, in culture. All three things we have never shifted this way. Nine eleven changed everything. Uncharted, te- uncharted territory. Nine eleven yeah. changed everything. Nine eleven is like is like nothing compared is, to if this. If this is a ten out of ten, nine eleven's like a seven think, out of ten. When we were living through nine eleven, it was pretty frightening too, you know. And listen, I do believe that um, there was a lot of lung cancer that was the result of nine eleven in the city. Right. Personally, I can speak about it or just other cancers in general yeah other cancers in general you know when i used to go to sloan kettering we'd see people young people with lung cancer who never smoked or we'd see people with you know the they were all um first responders with all kinds of issues i mean we you know our um our insurance broker his his um his brother is still you know he was a fireman right yeah your aunt her ex-husband ended also up with um prostate cancer from working down. He was an electrician down at the, at the thing and at the, at the, uh, at the site. So, you know, we know firsthand that there was ramify, whether they want to talk about it or not talk about it. There was, there was the after effects of that COVID-19 after effects is going to live with us for a long time. I think we have to be conscious that we live in a global village that uh, society, that the network of flying back and forth. When I was a kid, you, you, nobody flew to Europe, only the very wealthy. And now you can hop a plane and in seven hours you're in Europe. I think that we're going to have to put a lot of thought into 
just like your brother puts a lot of thought into everything he does because his kids have allergies. I think the rest of the world is going to have to catch up to what he and Jen have been doing for years. What I did with but you. I honestly, you know, I don't think that, I, I don't think that the responsibility, I think ultimately the responsibility is going to be removed because people aren't going to do it. The majority of people aren't going to people do it. And I think that's, pre- I think that's very, I think it's very obvious that they're not going to do it because they haven't done it yet. If everybody, if everybody did the correct thing, we would, we would be, it would, it would be microscopic right now. And they're not. We'd I be think, on the way back. We'd reach our right, turn. Yeah, we, yeah, we, 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 we would be on, we would be on the way back much quicker. And obviously that, that didn't happen. And I think that, um, you know, there's going to have to be some type of vaccine, or there's going to have to be better treatment in order for the, for us to to fight this thing. But who and knows if there's going to be another COVID? If COVID nineteen came out, COVID twenty, right? Twenty or twenty one. You know, this new superbug we've been. I hope to God. I hope to God that it's a once in a hundred year. Me too, Eric. Thing. Me too. But you know what? I know of two young people, two healthy young people. I spoke to one of them yesterday. And she told me she was DJing a party. And I said, I hope you wore a mask. And she said, <laughs> you know, so I don't know if she did. So, um, you know, well, I don't want to see her anytime soon. And then a, a friend of mine, her son had 20 people over for a party. Um, well, they were outside. But you're drinking and you're talking and you're spinning and you're, you know, and I understand that people need people. But you know what? We have to change the way we do things. And um, you know, putting off my hair a little bit longer. I'm going to put it off until I'm sure that the incident rate of COVID is is done, and I can go safely because I don't want to take a chance of spreading it to anyone else. Go ahead, Michael. You know, um, uh, I have a 12 year old and an eight year old, Alex and Kayla. They've been on the podcast before. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. yeah, We don't see you often, so yeah, we don't. Yeah. Uh, And every one of their friends, minus a few. Uh, they're all together. You know, they're all going to each other's houses. Some of them in summer camp. They're all swimming. They're, they're all swimming going, together. They're going to right. summer camp. And, you know, yeah, granted, Nassau County is in very good shape now. And it's because we did eat shit for two right. months. Three, right. we, no, three months, however long it was. Mm-hmm. Two years, it felt like. But, yeah, no, definitely people, um, you know, we, we do what we had to do. And I guess we are reaping the rewards, but it's still still scary. So it's anyway, please let me please let me finish. Please yeah. let me finish. Um, so basically, uh, they were invited to friends' houses, and you know, Sharon, my wife, doesn't get out of the car, and she doesn't let Kayla get out of the car, and they're wearing masks, and all the other moms and the kids are not wearing masks, and they're all together. And yes, like Eric said, Nassau County, we we, we went through the worst of it. Um, people are done, and I'm putting that in quotes. And I'm not right. Mm-hmm. I'm not done. Right, people are done. They need. They want out. They want to go to restaurants. They want to get together. So we came up with a solution. And in order for, to, to be a play date, uh, we're doing a two thing. Everyone likes sports, right? Everyone likes to be active, and everyone wants to play sports. So instead of playing contact sports or sports where you're close together, we found a good solution where we we're inviting um, two of Alex's friends and one of Kayla's friends, and then next week it's going to be two of Kayla's friends and one of Alex's friends, and they're going to play tennis together. With an instructor, we have an instructor that's going to, because there's no camp, right? I'm not paying for camp. So I'm able to pay for a tennis instructor to knock balls to the kids. And that's their play date. They're more than six feet apart. They're on either ends of the court. 
and they're not touching the balls. They're not touching the balls. The, the instructor is going to be picking up all the balls. The only thing they're touching is the racket. But I'm proud of my kids because yesterday we sat down with them. We said, look, tomorrow is your first play day, meaning today. This is June 30th, the last day of the quarter, okay? We're done with Q2, all right? We're, going, we're done with the first half of 2020. Okay. This is, we have six months to go of this shit. And I sat them down, and Sharon and I, we said to them, look, this is your first time really venturing out. They've been to doctors before. They've been checked up and everything, but we were masked. There was only one, no, no one's in the office, but, you know, the kids and the doctor. But this is going to be outdoors uh, with an instructor and a friend. And we sat them down, and we said, look, you can't go near your friends. If your friends want to hug, you politely say no, back away, keep distance. You know, Kayla says, I'm going to say coronavirus, yes. And both my kids said at the same time, you know what? We still want to wear masks while we play tennis. Good. And I said, are you sure? I said, it's it's hot. I said, you know, it's a, it might be a little hard That's to breathe. Like, or yeah, might be sweating. I mean, and, and Kayla and Alex, both at the same time, it's like they had one brain. They said, we're wearing masks while we play. And I said, you know what? Best thing. Good for you. Play tennis with a mask on. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, oh, they go for five, 10 minutes, they hit balls and they sit and they rest. Right. You know, no one plays. They take lots of water breaks. Yeah. Lots of water breaks. And they're going to have their own bottles of water. So we we came with something. We came with a solution that was good for us, right? That was good for our children. And it will satisfy a need because a lot of the parents are like, when are we getting together? When are we getting together? Uh, We'll see at the tennis court if you want. We could play some tennis together. Well, we we meet here, right, on the weekend, but we keep the kids apart. You know, we space them. We don't let them. Listen, it it is overkill, but you kind of, like, you have to, you have to keep up the momentum of doing that. I think you can't start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. And I think it, you know, it's just overall, it's just, you know, it's safer. You kind of just have to keep, just make a rule and stick to it. Right. You know, just, just keep the rule. Everybody will be safer for it. It's good. I agree. Yeah, you know, it's like when we we're all kind of experimenting with it, but like I bought four jugs for them and uh, and and uh, eight glasses, you know, for each family, you know, four and four, and that they were able to, you know, we had a big project. Everybody was squeezing lemons and they made lemonade, and it was really great because the and and they loved they loved the fact that they were doing a project with their parents and we were all outside and it was enjoyable and. Well, I think that the theme from that is creative thinking will right. will ultimately prevail. And I think oh. that um, you know, yeah. you, you have to be creative in business and you have to be creative in your in your family life to move forward mm-hmm. because it's not good. It's it's I gotta I it's I gotta, not going back to the way that it was. I gotta reveal something to both of you. I love this. I love being home. I love that my kids are home from camp, that they're not in those dirty, filthy day camps. Um, you know, I like that they're swimming in the pool that I keep clean, right? It's, you know, it's our own sweat that we're going into the pool with. And I, I, I'm i really, I'm having the best summer. I mean, I I'm, Michael, the only thing we're missing, the only yeah. thing we're missing are hugs, right? right. I miss hugging my mom. I miss hugging my brother. Um, and uh, I miss the business. I really do. Yeah. I, I wish the business, I would come back. It's, it, Something is happening. There's definitely been I, – I did a LinkedIn post this week. Um, we had the busiest reservations day yesterday that we've had in four months, and it felt good, right? It felt it felt like there was some hope. But I, I have to say that a lot of this 
you know, like I have friends calling me that are just going, particularly friends from, you know, I belong to a bereavement group and they're very lonely, you know, because they're alone. And they ask me all the time, are you lonely? And, you know, I'm not because so many times in my life, I've been prepared for times like this. For instance, when we built the business, I was alone. A lot of what you guys are living with, I did because I couldn't leave the house. I was answered. The phones are in the house and we had to have friends come to you. And Michael was highly allergic and I had to wipe things down and he couldn't eat what other people were eating and I couldn't bring in. So there was a lot of planning. that went. I didn't give you any issues. Well, you had your own set of issues. And, and so I, I was used to doing that. Like I remember a friend once said to me when I was in the house and I was hanging out a laundry because I couldn't afford to put the laundry in the dryer. I couldn't afford to run the dryer. So I was hanging out the laundry and the phone rang and I ran and I took a job. I used to have a phone down by the laundry room. We had a split level. And she said, you know, how can you stand this not having, you know, and it was just, it was what I, I said, that phone call will pay for a phone bill or that phone call will pay for food for the week. So I, I appreciated it. And I, I appreciated the fact just as you did that I appreciated that I was with you and that your friends were playing in our house and that I saw what you were doing. And I enjoyed every day. I always woke up to resolve to make the most of every day so that when this, you know, happened and people weren't allowed to socialize. For me, the last 15 years, I really didn't socialize because dad couldn't be exposed to germs. So we were, I wasn't hugging other people other than my grandchildren. I was Serious question. Serious question. Do you miss traveling? Do you miss going to LA and Vegas? And Atlanta? I do miss, I miss all my friends on the West coast. I miss, I miss going, you know, the, it's a great feeling to go and reconnect. You know, I didn't do it for 15 years because daddy couldn't be left and flying was too hard for him and he couldn't breathe in the oh, line. I want to say, go I wanna say um, Delta, uh, the CEO of Delta was uh, w- uh, released a video yesterday and it was, it was great. It was him walking through the airport and talking with a mask on. And he's like, you know, he's like, we can all get back in the air if we all just wear a mask. And That's he was it. just walking and he's like, it's been, he's like, he's like the repercussions of wearing a mask is cascading and it's very good. And he's like, just, just wear a mask. And he was giving his whole speech throughout the whole thing. And I'm like, this is great. You, you know, know, the beginning like- I was, I was washing off things that came from the stores. I was so neurotic because in the beginning they, they had vi- on YouTube that you have to wash everything. And, and it literally uh, it's a change for me. It was a change. It was a me. It's right. like, you know what? I'm bringing this box into the house. I'm going to open it and I'll wash my hands when I'm done. That's it. It's, I'll enough. Wash it's enough. It's enough. Well, we still, we still spray it down. Yeah. I spray right. things down, but the point is it, 90% of it. I think it, I spoke with two blood drawers and both of them said, "Wear a mask. Wear, you know, wear protective gear around your eyes. Don't." I don't. Drop. I don't. I don't think ever anyone has ever caught a cold from an Amazon box. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. There's so yet, yeah, chan- there's not one case of anyone catching COVID from an Amazon box, right? You know, you, no one ever caught the flu or. Yeah, you know, or from groceries or anything like that. I think as long as you're like washing your hands and stuff like that, and like you know, take off your sneakers when you go into your own home, like you yeah, know, you, like you, like you should, be, you should be pretty good safe. After every flight I've ever gotten off of, up until the last year, I've gotten a sore throat. Let me tell you something. 
Yeah, but that could have been because you partied too hard. That could have been for a lot of different reasons. You Just ate saying, food you're allergic to. You ate food that you're allergic to. You know, th yeah. there's there's a multitude of reasons. But I must say, you know, also on LinkedIn, you have all the travel people and the airline people posting what it's like traveling now, and it looks great. It looks immaculate. the The bathrooms are wiped out. I mean, you know, people you go on a JetBlue bathroom you know, three and a half hours into the flight. It, it, it's disgusting. And and now the, the bathroom is wiped down. Even when somebody doesn't go into it, the, the stewardess just go and wipe it down. The plane is static clean with vital oxide or whatever chemicals that they're using. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everyone's wiping down their seat. Everyone's you know wiping what? down their AC thing. It's wonderful. Yeah, how did we not know about vital oxide before with flu? Flu was so I'm horrible. The last five years with flu, we would lose half the staff to flu, and we would make them wash their hands we would encourage people to get flu shot you know we did all those things and yet we still you would hear about flu and how did we not learn this about is long over, this is long yeah. overdue and frankly travel suppliers were getting away with a lot of with a lot with of dirt. nonsense they, they were getting, getting away with dirt they were they were getting away with a lot of nonsense that that these protocols weren't in sooner and this it, definitely it, ushered in the disinfectant generation Brent, you know do you mean? remember when Daddy first got sick? We put in those we bought them the, the dispensers, and yep. we had them all over every. And that was the They'll first do. year we had almost no flu in the office. And I don't know, we just stopped. We when just, we're you know, when we're talking to clients, the last line I always say: small steps make a big impact, and that right. that that especially happens when due to cleaning. Between right. you know walking through disinfecting booths, between wiping down the cars, between using the disinfecting disinfectants in the cars, um, you know we have uh, ionizers in the cars. Where um, I, I have a meeting today in a little bit about uh, another thing that that's a clip on and expires in thirty days, and it's like a whole subscription thing. And it, it I want to tell you something. I yes. want to tell you. I want to ask you something. Tell yeah, what's up? Tell ask. You know, mom, Eric, me, we're out there. We're putting stuff on social media. We're active. We're we're showing behind the scenes of what we're doing for our clients. Our industry, I'm I'm highly disappointed in the entire ground travel industry. Silent as a tomb. I don't know. I don't know why that no one's posting. Because I'll tell you, you why. And video. It's, it's, hang on, Eric. I'll, hang on. I, I want to yeah. hear what you I want to hear why. No, they make one video two months ago and that's it. Like, are you expecting your entire audience to just watch that one video and go, oh, got it. Okay, we'll start riding with you guys again. This is constant effort. Our entire industry is silent, except for a few regional operators who I give a lot of props to. The, the big, big guys, boys, the big guys are silent. And I think it's a few things. A, I think that's leadership or lack of leadership. 100%. I think if you're not fully invested into it, then it's hard to be invested into it. And I think, you know, the fish stinks from the head. So if you don't have a good if you don't have a good social media strategy, and it's be, that's because leadership isn't good, and I think that there's a lot going on with payments inside the industry where a lot of the companies decided to hoard cash and not pay their affiliates. Yeah. So I think whenever they post something, um, it's highly criticized by the people that they owe money to, mm -hmm. um, because okay. they decided to let their affiliates fund their survival. Mm -hmm. which, I gotta tell you, but, but, you know, hold on a second. There, there's multiple ways to survive. And to do it on the backs of other people um, and, and, may, and make them suffer is 100% wrong. I got to tell you, our industry, besides BLS, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, not because I own the company. Our industry sucks. 
they didn't do the right thing. They're not making our industry look good. They're not making people feel comfortable getting into the back of our show. What bothers me is that nobody- Very few operators are doing it. That, that some people have used it as an opportunity to step on other competitors when in fact we all should be uniting. What the biggest thing I've learned is that without business travel, there is no business. And it will fill my heart with glee to see other operators filling their cars because it means that we're going to fill our car. And I think it's it's disgraceful that all these guys that were big shots, you know, uh, and would get up on stage and tell everybody how to run their business are not getting up on a, on Mom. a national stage and saying, let's all get together. Mom, that's brilliant. And pull, and pull the, I think the airlines are all doing well, it. To be, to, be, to be fair, you know, I want to say what I did see, and there are certain operators that are doing it. I know that um, there's a Limo Lab or Limo University did a forum with the NLA, and they, they did, it was like a two or three hour podcast um, but it's not, it was marketed oh, to, but it was marketed to limo operators. Like guys, we have to educate our customers on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Ed- educating our industry is part of it. Educating other operators, that's part of it. But we have to educate our customers on what we're doing. This goes to my theme of this entire podcast, not this one hour that we're doing, but for the Oak and Bros podcast, none of these companies reinvented themselves. None of them. They're stuck. And they're not thinking forward. They're not thinking ahead. And because of that, everybody's in a panic right now. And it's a free fall. And you can't blame people for that. You know, I think the most positive thing is that there's, you know, that there's four of us, right? Kevin's not on the podcast. But how often are we on the phone? I don't think we're up five minutes before we're on the phone. I think think every limo operator is talking on the phone. I don't know that. You don't know that. We, we, listen, no right now, right now, we're just we're just speculating, and what we what all what we do know is what we see, and there are very few operators that have a consistent campaign to educate clients on the safety of chauffeur ground transportation, right. and they should be they should be ashamed of themselves. Our industry, the ground travel industry, sucks except BLS. I mean that we're the only ones. No, whatever. I listen, <laughs> we're the it. only. Stop. Hang on, stop. we no, are the only. Stop it. No, I won't let you do that. Right, don't fine. be judgmental until you walk in the other guy's shoes. You, you don't can. know. Listen, everybody is dealt. Everybody was dealt the bag of shit. That's and, right. And other people, other people had bags of shit before this whole right. thing. You don't. You don't know what people's Easy what's going on. You don't know about divorces. You know their 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 kids. If someone's you know they, they could have lost an account. You know there there's so many different variables as to what people are doing now. But I think the industry as a whole has to wake up and they have to go hard and educate their clients because and unite hundred hundred percent. We're all in this together. That if you have still, a good idea, still, don't sit and put down the other guy, but say, hey, why don't we do this and all get together and don't make it a competition. I, like I've said before, there is no competition in a crisis like this. The NLA put out, the National Limousine Association put out standards for COVID-19. And in my opinion, it was, it was substandard. Mm-hmm. It was. It didn't. It didn't include a lot, and they they made it. They they made it the bare minimum. Why? And, um, what Why would you have done? They, what What would you have put? Because I they would played. Have... They played to strong members that they didn't want to offend and shame on them. Right. Because yep. it holds us all back. Because they politicize it. Because they worry about hurting feelings. And you know what? I I am not afraid to hurt people's feelings because it's about the safety of the general public. It's the safety of your home. 
Everything we did at BLS reflected how we wanted it done in our own homes. We practiced what we what we preached, and that's it. And I would never go out and badmouth another guy. I respect everything that they did, but I will say that people are not doing enough. And to, I agree. for other vendors to go out and try to get people not to use us saying things that were not tested or wrong is just fundamentally wrong. It's fundamental. Everything we've done has been to protect people, not to hurt another vendor. It's it, this is not about hurting other other people from making well, a little look it's it's backfiring on everyone and i believe i believe that it's going to backfire on our on our industry and the people who are okay. leading this the, the people that are leading this industry and i mean that like eric and me like a few other guys that we're friendly with that are that are trying to lead the ground travel industry back into the 2020s uh, I don't think these people are going to make it, and they don't—they don't deserve to. People feel insecure. This should all be about everything that all of us are doing is about getting people confident about getting back in the you car. No, those those idiots. There's no secret sauce. Those there's, there's fools, no secret sauce. Those fools made it about competition, and it backfired that's, on that's them. That's exactly what I'm saying. Those and fools made it about competition. It backfired, and it's going to keep backfiring because I—I I don't care if they go with the other guy. No, we don't know. Listen, listen. As long as people start moving. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Listen, divider to divide or not to divide. I'm not even putting that as a question. We put in dividers, other companies didn't. God I bless say, them. Hold on one second. I put I put out a list and I and I wrote this list. Um I said do, you know, I said in quotations, does the car have a divider? Does the does does the car have a divider in it? And that's the number one question that we get asked when clients are booking rides, especially via email. And it, let me finish. And the reason why it's so important about the divider is because the client can't necessarily see everything that you did in the car, but they can see the divider and it makes them feel safe. And um, I've made a list of all the cities just off the top of my head. And then I'm getting comments and direct messages. I would say at least seven, eight or nine cities of people saying, I have a divider here, Frankfurt, um, Amsterdam. She's, they're like, you got dividers here. You have dividers there. You have dividers here. And it was so inspiring that I know that we led that change with the dividers. And I think without us pushing the dividers and making a post two or three times a week dedicated to the, to why the dividers make sense, then the rest of the industry wouldn't have necessarily put in those I dividers. I want to ask you a question. On the two or three jobs where it was FUBARD, right, and yep. dividers didn't show up, what was the reaction? And not necessarily, this was early on in the days that they wouldn't get, they wouldn't the, get into the car. They didn't want to get in the car or they switched to a stretch that had the automatic divider that went up. You either yep. send a divider or we're not getting into the car. Right. Now, the other companies that don't want to put dividers in, I, God bless you. Your clients are 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 okay with it. Great. But don't bad yeah, I mean, across, other across because the they board, are in. I would say 99% of the people that are booking say either they, you know, the 1% doesn't care if it's there or not, and the 90, other 99% care. I, and I that, think that, that's a huge margin. Uh, that's a huge margin. It's a huge margin. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an interesting thing. Like I said, I've seen the worst of human nature 100%. through this crisis. I remember when 9-11 happened, we all got together. Yep. We all worked to the airlines, the limo operators. We all were scared and we all worked together. 2008, we all worked together. We told people we couldn't pay them right away, but we would pay them. People worked with us. And, and there was a sense of don't push the other people down. Our industry now, 
our industry sucks the ground travel industry what the how they it's michael it's it's you know again it's i think people have forgotten their way on the golden rules that you know it it became too much about winning and we, we had that conversation you your kids were playing hopscotch in the front of the house here and um your daughter did something you know her brother was winning and your daughter did something to sabotage the game because she was upset and you you stopped it right there as a parent i was so proud of you and sharon the way you stopped it right there and you said that's not right that's a you have to accept sometimes you're not going to get all the marbles or whatever it is you're not you have to learn to lose you have to learn to win but you also have to learn to lose well i mean you know just positivity wins in the long run positivity 100% wins in the long run and what's the saying a rising tide lifts all boats that's you know, right I, th- I, think, I, I, I think i would prefer to be a rising tide yeah anytime I, w- I would like to mention this you you taught me this mom because i didn't know understand this lesson when i saw the movie but when we, we saw white men can't jump which was one of my favorite movies of all time rosie perez's character says gloria yeah when you win you actually lose mm-hmm. and sometimes when you lose you actually yeah. win and that was that was written by Ron Shelton. All right, like I study Ron Sh- as a screenwriter. Ron Shelton is like mandatory viewing and mandatory reading. All right, when when Woody Harrelson's character won the game at the end, he lost Gloria. You stupid fuck. You stupid <laughs> fuck. <laughs> right, Billy. When Billy yeah, when, when Billy won the game, right? He beat he beat the basketball game, right. but he lost what was really important to him. That's right. He won, but he really lost. Um, right. Our industry thinks they're winning by bad-mouthing other companies, and yeah. they think they're winning, but what they're really doing is losing. And it's, right. it's, it shows in their character that they're losers. Okay, so what's the other big lesson that I always taught you? That to, thy, to thy own self be true. Right, everybody has to go back to what they learned in kindergarten. Everybody yeah, in yeah. everybody. Share. Yeah, share and you you know, yeah. Let sharing. the other guy go first. Be 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 kind to others. Everybody and, and has not to go not not the less you can still you can still compete. Right. This right. is the you can still compete and you can have a good game. Right. And respect. It's about mutual respect. It's don't about forget. Respect. Don't forget what Wallace Waddle said. There is no competition. Uh, you uh, create. Right. Yeah, you but, create. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, but and it, it's, win it's some, Michael. I've always told you, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. If you lost well, everything, everything is a win. Even when right. you lose, you learn something. It's That's an experience. Right. So when you win, you got it. You win, right? When you lose, all you gain is experience not to do that same thing for the next time. That's right. how I look at this. That this COVID thing, this the, the riots, the protests, this is not a negative thing. This is something that you're learning from. You're learning. Well, if the world to- comes out better, if we take the lessons and fix it, we shouldn't. I think it's going to rely. You know, in 2020, I, I, I just want to say one thing in 2020, we shouldn't be even having, we're all too smart to be having the same conversation about the violence about people not having the same rights, about we shouldn't have to be doing this, that we should have known more what's wrong with people. Go back to how we were taught to treat each other in kindergarten. We don't clog in the doorway and push the other guy out, right? I think, I, you know, the basics. Go ahead, and, Erica. You know, and I, I think it's podcasts like this and other, and other people's platforms that they create that create change. 
And I think um, getting back to basics is fundamentally important right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And, and you're never too old to learn. I still think we're the best, by the way. <laughs> I just wanted to just, I'm, I'm throwing that in there. Our industry sucks. We're Listen, leading the industry. Not, that's not yeah. even that's it's not even a question. Oh, and know, in order to in order to succeed, you have to know that you're the best and you have to believe in everything that you do hundred percent. Doesn't mean you have to be dogmatic about it and that you can't change if you realize you also you did can't something be wrong. The, Eric, you also can't be the emperor with no clothes. Right. I know that. Yeah, no, you, and, and yeah, you want you to go back to, to kindergarten? Yeah. That story about the emperor going, I'm great. I'm great. This is the greatest thing ever. I'm the best. I'm the best. And he's fucking naked in front of the kingdom. Everyone should read that. That was one of my favorite books. You remember that? And there was a monster at the end of this book with Grover. There's a monster at the end of this book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are my two favorite. The Emperor with No Clothes. Philosophize about the monster at the end of the book, Michael. I, I want to write a movie like that. I've been like percolating a movie about a monster at the end of this book that, you know, well, that's kind but of what Monsterland is. Don't know what like, the it, it was. It's that's the Monsterland. The, the, the monster at the end of this book is the actual humans, but I just gave away the ending. Just gave away everything. Afraid of the, the people reading the book. Right. The book or himself it was himself right so he so anyway but I, I i don't want to digress too much but the emperor with no clothes you got to be real and that's mom's lesson to thy own self be true you got to know uh i look naked here I, I should put some clothes on because this is not a good look you know you always want to be on the right side of history right you don't want to go against the grain um and i'm not bringing politics into this podcast by any stretch of the means but um you can't like you got to know when you're wrong and you got to learn how to shift gears and you have to oh, learn how to reinvent yourself. You got to know and, when and, to and, hold and, them. And that's my point, right? You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And our industry is not doing that. Our industry is- Our industry is like this right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a home alone. I thought you were going to go, ah, <laughs> That's what I- that's what our industry is like right now. And it's unfortunate because, you know, as, as listen, this podcast started out where I said no one knows what they're doing, but you have to at least try to fucking figure it out. You know, I want to say that very early on, um, <laughs> you got a call when we went for the partitions, you got a call from one of our competitors. And yeah, I got a I got a message when we were when we, when, when we when we were I would want to say uh, three weeks into installing them, which is a process, by the way, and it's hard. It is hard to roll this out in the amount of cities that we rolled it out in to logistically organize that, where you get everybody to do the same thing. That's hard to do. And we, we were about three weeks process. into it at the time, and then I got and then I got a message from a an, a, a a large operator, a very very large operator, bigger than we are. And um, and they're like, where'd you get those dividers from? I was like, <laughs> like we've been on this for so long, and 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 they didn't even put them in. Yeah, so, but we shared our know. information. We of course right we shared away. information. Yeah, no, of course shared it right we away. What you know? our information? We said, and we've said to everybody, share it, because the more people we get feeling confident about getting in the car. Everybody wins. In the science of getting rich, Wallace Waddles ends the book with what I want for myself, I want for everyone. Right. Okay. And we wanted our industry to rise, to come, come out of this stronger than ever. 
what are they doing? They're not paying their affiliates. They're not paying their vendors. They're not posting on social media. They're bad mouthing the competition. They're 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 going to the clients and saying, "Why would you use them? Uh, it, they're it, it's it, they're unsafe. Is, um, unsafe. It's so, gonna it's so, shatterproof. But yet they're going out and giving false information and saying, "Well, it will. Uh, what did they say? It will uh, doesn't shatter. Matter. It doesn't so matter. the bottom line is, listen, we're so BLS." We're going to keep leading, and that's why I said that we're going to we are leading this industry out of this thing because the the other companies they're, they're MIA. They don't no want one, to take responsibility. They don't want to take responsibility, so we will. We'll but take responsibility. We offered all of our affiliates uh, free to walk through our the booth. You you in know all of our locations: New York, LA, Vegas, Atlanta. We have it, we've yep. offered every affiliate to come in, and we'll share our resources. Give them if they need masks, if they need. Um, <laughs> It's lead comma follower. Whatever. I was in a That's rush. George Carlin. He was making fun of that. Lead follower, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we're, what, we're, what's the most important? We'll also listen to what other people suggest. You know, we we are open yeah. to any information. Well, listen, lead, follow, or get out of the fucking way. Right. Yeah. Well, we're leading, so I don't really care. Exactly. You know, we're the leaders yeah, in our listen, industry. Ever, listen, ultimately, everybody's got to run their own race. They have to do what they think is right, and that's fine. It's it's business 101. I said that last podcast, and I'll say it again. Everybody has to do what they think is right. Yeah. Thanks for coming on today, Ma. No, thanks. Thanks, like, everybody. comment, share, lead, follow, or get out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I say right, I'm going to uh, – Mom, do you have any closing yeah, comments? Sorry. Ma, do you, have any, do, you have any, do you have any closing comments? Do you yeah, want to- I say instead of lead following or getting out of the way, I think we all should join hands and work together. Oh, with your kumbaya bullshit. Yeah, we, that's right. I've, I'm a firm believer in that. And, uh, you know, every morning I get up and you I say- can't, You can't when you have an industry of assholes because well, when you touch shit, you're going to smell. Because, you know, no. like all the, all the airlines are on the same page. That's exactly right. You know? That's exactly it's- right. All right. We're well, signing off. This is getting- Getting me too frustrated. Way too heated. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, like, subscribe, uh, I'm gonna... leave comments down below. Thanks, thank you, mom, for joining well, our podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and, hold on uh, one second. I'm gonna play us off here. Later. Peace Bye-bye. out, everybody. Bye.